if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Or panic. <laughs> you should panic because panic is always part of the solution, which of course it isn't. So if you are a leader, if you are a teacher, a, a coach, a, a parent, if you're an exercise professional like me, if you're in a leadership role uh, and people are looking at you or wanting you to give them direction, to help them, to motivate them, to inspire them, whatever it is that you feel that you're responsible for in a leadership role, do we have an option to panic, freeze, can't cope, or do we have to be optimistic, positive solution finders. And I don't know about you, but I'm in a position where I have no choice. I do not have a choice to panic. I do not have a choice to flight because <laughs> there's a, a stress situation. If anything bad happens, if there's a challenge, a problem, uh, something that needs overcoming, if we're responsible for making things better, we've always got three options and the human body will provide us with those physiological options. We can freeze, panic, <gasps> We can run away, we can flight, or we can turn and fight. The interesting thing, though, with the flight option is if you're in a leadership role, if you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, a boss, a pastor, you are responsible for other people, obviously you can't run away. It's too hard to run with 20, 30, 40, 100, 1,000 people. You have to turn and fight the challenge. You have to overcome the solution. You have to be the optimistic person. Now, I... Easier said than done. Uh, if you don't have any other option, there's a great quote. How strong do you know or how strong are you until strong is the only option? You don't know how strong you are until strong is the only option. Well, how do you know how positive you are, how optimistic you are, how much of a solution finder you are until it's the only option? And I'm going to challenge you that I think we're in a position as leaders right now where we don't have an option. Uh, we have no uh, right, uh, I think it would be irresponsible uh, in a world where our kids are bombarded every single day with fear and panic and worldwide pandemic and all of the big challenges going on in the world. Uh, as their parent, as a teacher, as their coach, as an exercise professional, surely we have a responsibility to prove to our kids that it is possible to be positive, to be a solution finder, and to be optimistic rather than pessimistic. So how do we put ourselves into the position where we are that person all of the time? And again, I don't think we have an option. So do we have to put the plans into place? Do we have to have a strategy? Do we have to have a... Uh, is there a course, <laughs> is there an, a diploma, a degree, a doctorate degree on how to be a happy, positive person? And uh, from someone who is accused on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, pretty much every day somebody says, Roa, you can't be as happy as you all the time, or you must be fake happy, or you can't be that positive and optimistic all the time. My response to that is always exactly the same. I don't have any other option. <laughs> so my choice is to look at the bright side, to be positive, to be optimistic, and to find a solution to the challenge, not to panic. So how did I become that person? Have I always been that person? And are we born with a genetic uh, DNA that says you're going to be a happy, positive person? And the challenge I've got with any kind of genetics or DNA or I was born this way is uh, sometimes I think we use that as an excuse for I can't change. So it's awesome if you were, I'm born a positive person, which means I have to be a positive person. 
But if I say, well, I'm a negative person, I was born this way, that then says I've got no choice. I can't be a happy, positive person. And I just don't believe that's true. I believe we have a choice as an adult, as a, as a human being for that matter, uh, and regardless of who you believe in or where you think we came from, is it possible that one of the things that we are, or what differentiates us from other living, breathing creatures is freedom of choice. <laughs> we get to choose. So how do we become happy, positive people? And uh, I can't really remember if there was a specific time and change. Maybe it was when I started getting puppy dogs. That little tinkly sound on my tiles, and I just love hearing that, is my 20-year-old little puppy dog called Brutus. And he certainly uh, creates for me a an, air, an aura of positivity and a, an environment of wanting to be happy. How can you be unhappy when you're surrounded by happy puppy dogs? So uh, could, uh, I could start with that. He is, animals are, animals have been always one of my uh, strategies, one of the things that I've always put into place to make sure that I'm a positive, happy person. And the the neuroscience behind that, there is a psychology behind that, but there's also a physiology behind that, is one of the neurotransmitters that produces happiness in our brain is oxytocin, the love drug. <laughs> and when you pat a puppy dog, when you invest time with people that you love, uh, and animals are just so unconditionally loving, aren't they? Uh, that it's really difficult. Well, I can't. I, I don't. I can't be unhappy when I'm around my puppy dogs. They just make me smile all the time. They make me laugh. They add such such value to my life. So, what what do you need to do if you don't have any other option other than being a happy happy? There's a good word. I'm a happy person. <laughs> other than being a happy, positive person who's a solution finder, what do you need to do to make sure that you, as a person, can be that person all the time? And I always use this example. Uh, when you travel on a plane, and you might not have done that for a while, but when you travel on a plane, they always will share with you, uh, in the case of an emergency, a mask will fall out of the ceiling. Uh, make sure that you're breathing first before you try and help the kids to breathe or the old people to breathe or anybody else on the plane. Don't look after anybody else because if you're not breathing, you can't help anybody else. And I think that's the ultimate advice when it comes to being a leader is that we have to live the example, set the example, be the example uh, so that people can see that it's possible. And the great question, how do I look after people, other people if I'm not looking after myself first? So I always go, obviously as an exercise professional, I always go to healthy, fit and strong. But there's a big reason for that because when you are, and uh, the, what makes you healthy, fit and strong, then there's a lot of argument on how to get healthy, fit and strong. But it's pretty much not argued that to get fit, you've got to get puffed. And to get strong, you've got to lift heavy. You've got to overload every muscle, muscle bone, body system uh, to make sure that you're getting the changes required to get fit and strong. Well, the beautiful part about getting fit is you've got to get puffed. And when you work at 100% effort, you literally put into your brain the things that make you positive, the things that make you happy, and ultimately the things that give you a clear brain to be able to overcome challenges. So if you need to be those three things, you need to be positive, you need to be optimistic, and you need to be a solution finder. 
When you get puffed, you produce the neurotransmitters in your brain to make sure that you can think more clearly. Brain-derived neurotropic factor is fertilizer for your brain, and I'm using that one first because... It also helps the serotonin and dopamine pathways to become stronger and more effective and to flow more freely. Uh, It's fertilizer for those connections. So if you want your serotonin neurotransmitters to work, which is your satisfaction drug, if you want your dopamine to work, which is your reward drug, you need brain-derived neurotropic factor. And that comes, there's nothing that produces that stuff more effectively than getting puffed and lifting heavy. So if you want to be a happy, positive person, and you you could say, oh, it's too hard, I'm too stressed, there's too much shit going on in the world, I can't uh, possibly be happy, well, that's a choice because we can all choose to get puffed and we can all choose to lift heavy. And if we get puffed and lift heavy, we produce brain-derived neurotopic factor, which gives us a clearer thinking brain, fertilizer for our brain, and produces those happy transmitters, including oxytocin. So if you run with your puppy dog or you exercise in a group or when you come home from a heart exercise session, you invest time with great people, you'll also have oxytocin, which is a happy drug, happy love drug. And then the really cool one, if you are really challenged uh, physically and or mentally with with pain, endorphins are not just a happy drug, but they're a uh, pain-reducing, pain-killing neurotransmitter, uh, equivalent, according to some neuroscientists, as uh, morphine and cannabis. And there's a lot of people, obviously, if you're in, in serious pain, you'll get pumped up with morphine at the hospital. And there's a lot of people now that are smoking dope to get rid of the pain of all sorts of horrible, uh, painful experiences, whether physical or mental. Uh, but when you exercise, your body produces those via the endorphin pathway all by itself and naturally without any of the horrible side effects. So why am I sharing that with you? Because so many people talk to me about being unhappy miserable, stressed, depressed, all of those horrible things. And I don't want to take away from the fact that that there are lots of people that have those challenges in their life. But I'm asking you as a leader, as a parent, as a teacher, as a coach, as a pastor, as an exercise professional, as somebody who is responsible for the motivation, inspiration of other people, do we have a responsibility to choose to be fit and strong? And it's a little bit more than that though, because there are plenty fit strong, plenty of fit strong people who are who look good and they've got ripped abdominals and tight butt cheeks and they they look great in a bikini, but they're still miserable and depressed. And people ask me, how come, Roe? How does that even happen? Uh, because we don't get the neurotransmitting changes in our brain from exercise. We get the neurotransmitting changes in our brain from intense activity, from getting puffed and lifting heavy. And the beautiful thing about getting puffed is it only takes 10 seconds. You, If you go from zero and go as hard as you possibly can, within 10 seconds, you'll have reached the end of your phosphate system and you will be puffed, which means you're, you're forcing your brain to change. Now, the connection there with, with heavy lifting or strength training or getting stronger is you can't sprint hard if you've got weak muscles and bones. It's just not possible. If you want to go as hard as you possibly can, you have to have strong muscles pulling on strong bones to allow you to do that. But the double whammy is that when you lift heavy, you also produce brain-derived neurotropic factor, dopamine, serotonin. And to be able to lift heavy, you produce those anti-stress, and we probably should call them stress neurotransmitters, because when we get stressed, our body automatically produces... Uh, epinephrine, adrenaline, 
and cortisol so that we can fight or flight. Ultimately, as a leader, remember, you've got no choice. You can't fight. You have to fight. Uh, And those neurotransmitters, I call them anti-stress because when your body is pushed to move, they're movement drugs. So when you move, you then release all of the things in your in your body that now produce the happy drugs in your brain. So yes, your blood pressure goes up, and yes, your heart rate goes up, and yes, your blood sugar levels go up, and yes, your blood fats go up. But that happens, and then you can go, so you can fight or you can flight, and once you've fought and flighted, and as a leader, you don't have a choice, you have to fight, you now produce brain-derived neurotropic factor, dopamine, serotonin. So they all go together in a beautiful combination package. So we get to choose to puff and we get to choose to lift heavy. And when we do, we get a brain change. However, there are some other things we have control over when it comes to positivity and being a happy person and being a solution finder. I can't do it if I can't force myself to be happy and I can't change my brain without changing neurotransmitters. And the quickest way to do that is to get puffed and to lift heavy. The other great one is laughing. If I laugh, <laughs> if I watch a funny movie, if I tell a joke, if I if I read a joke, if I laugh, I get that same brain change. I get uh, serotonin, dopamine, and I get a, brain, a rush of brain-derived neurotropic factor. So probably the great combination there is to laugh while you exercise, and then you'll have uh, pain-killing drugs from endorphins and happy drugs from laughing, and you'll, and you'll feel so much better. But a lot of people say to me, I can't laugh when I'm stressed or I can't laugh when I'm miserable or I can't laugh when I'm, I'm grumpy. Well, how about we give it a crack? How about watch a funny movie? How about get out a joke book? How about hang out with some positive people? How about look for the positive rather than the negative? How about we look for the funny rather than the I don't want to laugh? And here's one of my favorite examples of that. Have you ever heard people say this? Oh, that, I've heard that joke before. And they halfway through the joke, they stop you from telling the rest of the joke and they make it obvious that they're not going to laugh because I've heard that before. Well, how about this? How about laugh at the same joke twice and get a double whammy whack of happy drugs through your brain? Uh, It's a bit like a great song. I've listened to some songs 20, 30, 130, 130,000 times because I love the song so much, haven't you? Don't you have songs that make you feel good? Why not laugh at the same joke twice or laugh at the same joke 30 times or laugh at the same joke 300 times? Uh, The brain change we get from laughing. So here's a really cool strategy to pop in your toolbox. If somebody tells a joke, let them tell it. (laughs) And at the end of the joke, even if you've heard the joke before, why not laugh anyway? Uh, You get the benefit of the laughing and your brain will change, but the person telling the joke may tell another joke and may tell another joke and may continue to tell jokes. Uh, Is it possible that there are some people that have stopped telling jokes because every time they tried to tell a joke, somebody said, I've heard that before, and now they don't tell jokes anymore and wouldn't that be sad? So we want to be huffing and puffing. We want to be laughing. Obviously, the next one is learning. If you want to be a positive, happy, optimistic solution finder, you have to be capable of finding a solution. So yes, you've got to have a healthy brain. Yes, you've got to have a brain that's full of brain-derived neurotropic factors so you can think more clearly, be more creative. But you have to learn some stuff. You can't provide somebody with a solution if you're not constantly learning. So here's a great question. What are you doing every day to get smarter? 
What are you doing every day to make your brain overload, to make your brain work? Because your brain's the same as every other muscle in your body, every other cell in your body. We don't get stronger by lifting the same weight over and over. The only way we get stronger is to lift heavier than we did before, which overloads our muscles, which then pulls on our bones, which gives a strong skeletal and muscular system. Well, if you want a strong central nervous system, if you want a strong brain, if you want strong connections in your brain, you have to overload your brain. So you have to learn. Now, the beautiful thing is when you get puffed and when you lift heavy, you actually want to learn and you're more capable of learning because your brain's wide open to learning. But what are you doing every day to learn? As an exercise professional, do you know your anatomy? Do you know your physiology? Do you know, do you know how all the body systems work together and what causes them to, to work so effectively when we get fit and when we get strong? How, what is the connection between the brain and the body? It's one of those driving forces for me why I want to learn every day and why I spend hours and hours every day, every spare minute of every hour of my day, I invest into ongoing learning. I'm constantly wanting my brain to get more information. Now, one of the things that's really important that I think as a leader to study is optimism, positivity, and solution finding. How do we become critical thinkers? How do we create a more positive environment? How do we think more positively and be more optimistic? And do we need to learn how to do that? So yes, we've got to have a brain that's open to learning, but then what are we actually doing to learn how to do that? And is it possible that positivity is a skill? It's not something that you're born with. So when people say to me, oh, Romy, so happy all the time. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. I have lots of bright colored flowers in my house. Uh, my husband and I, every day, beautiful K-Man and I wake up every day. The first thing we say is, I love you. The next thing we say is, what are we looking forward to? We tell jokes all day long. He sends me jokes all day long. I send him jokes all day long. Our offices are in the same building, but we still send jokes to each other. We tell jokes. If something funny comes, comes across our path, we share it with each other and we laugh every single day. We create an environment that is conducive to learning more and being happy, but we're constantly learning how to do that more often. So yes, our brains are constantly open to learning, but what are we learning? And um, it's, can I or do I have the solution for negativity and pessimism and people who look on the dark side and people who freeze instead of find a solution? Uh, it would be very egotistical of me to say yes. But I'm asking very passionately from my heart to yours as I always do. What if we chose to get puffed every day and not just once a day? Why not several times throughout the day. People often ask me, Rowie, how often should I get puffed? Answer to that question, how often do you want to feel good? Rowie, how often should I lift heavy? Well, ultimately that comes down to physiology. I've got to overload my muscles and bones. They need time to recover, to regenerate and to super compensate. And for most people, that's going to be lifting heavy things once once every seven days, once every 10 days. If you don't lift very heavy, it might be twice or twice every seven days. But we get a choice to do that. Do we have a choice about uh, opening up a joke book and reading a joke or not? Uh, do we have a choice about the kind of music that we listen to? Some music's really depressing. Uh, if you've had a breakup in a relationship and then you go and listen to horrible, negative love songs that I broke up with my partner and was terrible, well, of course you're going to feel terrible because music has a major effect on our lives. 
If you play happy music and listen to happy songs and hang out with positive people and have a life that's uh, full of positive things, if you surround yourself with positivity, are you more likely to be a positive solution-finding person? And I'm so passionate about this because I'm really concerned about our kids. I want our kids to be happy kids. I want our, our young adults to grow up to be old adults and grandmas and grandpas and have lived a life of, and life's going to throw stuff at us. We're all going to have challenges. We're going to have terrible things happen. We're going to have horrible people in our life. We could go broke. We could have an accident. There's a whole heap of crappy stuff that happens in our lives. But when you're a positive person who's optimistic and you are a solution finder, is it possible that your life's going to be a whole heap better and you will go through life with a set of tools that allow you to deal with those tough situations? And one of the things I always ask, have you been in a tough situation, in a a challenging situation, whether it's been an illness or Mother Nature's gone crazy or it's a worldwide medical crisis or a worldwide financial crisis? And have you ever had the privilege of having somebody in your life who's funny? somebody who can tell a joke and make people laugh. And how how much of a difference does that make when you've got that kind of person in your life? So what do we need to do? to if, if we can choose to huff and puff and do it several times throughout the day, if we can choose to lift heavy once, maybe twice every seven days, we can choose to open up a book and learn, we can choose to sing happy songs, we can choose to hang out with happy positive people or hang out with nobody because if you if you have negative people in your life, will they have an influence on your life? We can choose now, and this is the really big one, the words that we use. And I think that apart from getting puffed and lifting heavy, this is probably the major change uh, if you really want to be an optimistic, positive solution finder. If I say I can't versus how can I, there's a big change in words there and it has a major effect on my brain because if I say I can't, what chance have I got? If I say how can I, is it possible that my brain will open? I can say that it's raining. Oh, it's a terrible day, it's raining. And most people say that. Isn't it? I'm going to go a step further. Why do we even talk about the weather? It's something we have absolutely no control over. So why do we whinge, moan and complain about something that we have no control over? So how about there's free water coming out of the sky? Uh, there's, there's always a golden ball shining above the clouds. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what weather's happening. It's blowing wind and gale. Yeah, well, it's great for kite flying today. And the people that do those sailing things on the water, they're really excited because it's windy today. doesn't matter what weather we've got. Could you turn it into a positive? Could you be excited by it? doesn't matter what challenge comes into your life. Is it positive you could be excited and happy about it? Because... How do I get tougher and stronger and wiser if my life is always awesome? Isn't it the tough times that make us more optimistic, more wise, more have more mental strength and toughness if we choose it to? See, if we freeze and panic, we probably won't appreciate a tough situation. But if we look for ways to overcome the situation or the challenge to become stronger and better and wiser because of it, is it possible that we actually look forward to challenges because they make us better people? Uh, let's pick some other things. People talk about the traffic. Well, how about this cars on the road? And if there's meant to be cars on the road and you're on the road, well, you are part of the traffic, so you're now whinging about yourself. 
if you live in a big city and there's lots of lots of roads, there's obviously going to be lots of cars because that's what they built the roads for, the cars. So why would you whinge about something you have no control over? Why not enjoy the fact that you live in a place where there's lots of people on the road, which means there's lots of opportunities because there's lots of people there. There's business being done. There's people going to play sport. There's people going shopping. There's people going to visit their families. People are on the road. Isn't that awesome? Rather than, oh, it's the traffic. Is it possible to turn every negative situation into a positive? And even if you disagree with me, I'll ask a, a, a better question or a different question. It's probably a better question. What choice do you have? If you are a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader, a boss, a pastor, how, what right do we have to be negative people? We have a responsibility. So you know what some people say to me? Oh, but you've got to be realistic, Ro. You can't be happy all the time. Well, if you say that you can't, you definitely can't. I'm going to ask a different question. What if you can? What if you choose to? What if you decide to be? What if everything that happens, you look for a positive rather than the negative? And I'm in a situation now where it doesn't matter what people throw at me, I'm always looking for the positive. And there's two easy ways to do that. Number one is if it's happened in the past, I can't change it, so I'm going to move on and forget about it. Except I want to learn from it and grow from it. So if somebody gives me a situation from the past that they're angry about or upset about, I always ask this question, what did you learn from it? So that it never happens again or that if it ever happens again, you know how to handle it because of what you learned from that situation. So I can't change the past. I can't change the future. I can just decide that I'm going to have a better future and put some plans into place to make sure that I can have a better future. But is it possible that the world's going to throw stuff at me? So I might plan to get married, for example, and it rains on my wedding day. Well, could we say it's free water coming out of the sky and appreciate that? Uh, Could we plan for the tough times? And that makes us more positive, more optimistic. And when I plan for the tough times, I'm, I'm optimistically planning that there's going to be tough times, which means I'm optimistically planning to come up with a solution before that tough time arrives so that when it does, I can say, ah, oh, there you are. I was expecting you, planned for you and all ready for you. I'm asking this uh, because every day I deal with people who throw real negative stuff at me. And they share with me their terrible negative life and all the horrible things that are going on in their life. And I feel that it's my responsibility to turn it into a positive. And it's not just to prove a point, because I've been accused of that too. Oh, you just want to prove that you can be happy all the time. Now, I want to be able to live the example that regardless of what life throws at us, we have the ability to turn it into a positive. We have the ability to be optimistic about it, and we have the ability to overcome a challenge and be a solution finder. So I'll ask this very personally. Are you as fit and strong as you could possibly be? Are you getting puffed on a regular basis to pump happy drugs into your brain? And are your muscles and bones, central nervous system and endocrine system really strong so that you can be in control of your emotions rather than having your emotions control you? Do you laugh every day? Are you looking for the happiness and positivity and fun in everything that you do? Do you surround yourself with fun people, fun things, animals, uh, uh, great Uh, optimistic music do you oh I'm gonna sneeze (coughs) love me now there's a beautiful example of the difference at our house of uh, just a simple word change most people when you sneeze they say bless you 
And if you know the background to that, it was uh, a time in history where there was a horrible virus going around called the Black Plague, and it was killing people. And when people sneezed, they the, the general population thought you were going to die from the Black Plague. So they would say, bless you. And for some ridiculous reason, we've brought that into the into the future, and every time somebody sneezes, we say, bless you. Well, I refuse to get caught up in that kind of negative word. So at our house, we say, love you. So when we sneeze, we go, oh, I love you, which is a normal part of our life now, and we've just changed that vocabulary. Interestingly, uh, I could be in a lift with somebody or in an office with somebody or at the supermarket and somebody sneezes and I say, love you, because that's my normal response now because I'm in the habit of saying love you, which is quite an unusual thing to say to somebody that you don't know. I just use that as an example for positivity. And I'm going to uh, use this next one, which is, may your Mondays be magical, may your Tuesdays be terrific. May your Wednesdays be very well, and your Thursdays be thankful. May your Fridays be a fun day, may your Saturdays be super, may your Sundays be sparkly, because you choose them to be. It's one of my top strategies for being a happy person. Uh, Monday is usually Monday-itis, it's our inflammation of the Monday. (laughs) Itis means inflammation. I don't want to hate Mondays. I want to love Mondays. So I call them magical day. Uh, how are you today? It's a magical day. I'm awesome. Uh, terrific day. How are you today? I'm injecting and infecting people with my terrificness today. How are you today? It becomes very physical because I write wow with my bum and say it's wow day. I'm wow. Thankful day. I have a bazillion things to be thankful for. Fun day Friday, it's easy, and most people are happy on Fun day Friday because it's the end of their week. But you'll hear some people say, oh, I wish it was Monday because today's my, I have to start work today because they work over the strong end. See, I call it a strong end, not a weekend, because weak people have weekends. I have a strong end because I choose to use different vocabulary. Could you choose different vocabulary? So I'll ask those questions again. Uh, are you getting puffed on a regular basis? Are you strong and lifting heavy so that you get stronger? Do you laugh every day? Do you surround yourself with positivity and happiness and great music? Do you use positive words? And if somebody says something negative, do you turn it into a positive? Do we have a responsibility to do that? So if you've got three or four people and they start talking and everyone starts talking negative, you can have a downward spiral really quickly. If there's three or four people talking negatively and you stick your ass in there and say, hey, but what about this? And it's one of those interesting questions. Uh, We could walk into a room and stick a thermometer in there and it'll tell us what the temperature of the room is. So if it's negative and cold and distressed, it's going to be a low temperature. And if there's excitement and passion in there, it could be a high temperature. So the, the thermometer will tell us that. But I'm asking you to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. I'm asking you to go into a room and change the temperature. So if everyone's cold and miserable and stressed and depressed, turn up the temperature and be the person that changes how the room is. Be the positive, optimistic solution finder. So if people are talking about problems, just it's a simple statement. How can we change that? What do we need to do to find a solution? What is the solution? Because it's really easy to focus on the negative but, uh, and on the problem. But don't let people focus on the problem. What if we focus on the solution? So now we've got three, four, five, 10, 50, 100 people focusing, brainstorming on how can we change this? How can we make it better? 
It's different words, different vocabulary, different headspace, but somebody's got to go into that situation, be the thermostat and change the temperature. So could you please be, and remember, if you think about where thermometers go, uh, don't just be the person that can check the temperature of a room and say, yeah, it's really negative in there, or yes, it's happy in there. They can't be happy all the time. Uh, How about this? Just be the happy person, the thermostat of hot and happy and optimistic and positive and solution finding so that whatever situation you're in, if you are a parent, a teacher, a pastor, a coach, a boss, a leader, anybody that's responsible for inspiring and motivating people, do you have the responsibility to change the temperature from stressed and depressed to happy and positive? And the last question is this. Is that a can't do that or is that a how can I do that? And if it's a how can I do that, have you got the steps in place? Are you fit? Are you strong? Are you getting puffed? Are you lifting heavy? Do you use happy words? Do you surround yourself with positivity and great people? And do you have happy drugs pumping into your brain because you're laughing, learning, huffing, puffing and lifting? So huff, puff, laugh, learn, love. Huff, puff, laugh, learn, love. And imagine if you did that every day. Would it be possible to be a positive, optimistic, solution-finding person? Woohoo!